time greatest, it's pizza. Welcome to one, episode 127, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. All right. Can you hear me through that microphone? Yes, I can. Okay, because I can't hear me. That's <laughs> why I'm like, what? Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's a horror. Yeah, really. I don't know why. I hit pause, you fuckers. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, so hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I, don't, I can't hear me. I can this. hear you fine, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I can hear myself through that one, but not this one. Uh-huh. How does your bud? Weird. Weird, man. Weird. Which one is that? What the fuck? Who cares? <laughs> so anyway. The hi. right one, apparently. Oh, oh yeah, really. <sighs> Usually I fly without a net, but all right. Um, so hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, Ed and I are back live on the on the air this yes. week. Uh, without Erica, because as you'll hear in the opening of the show, it was, uh, weather was kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. Ed and I were bravely rode through the tundra. <laughs> of mild weather, <laughs> uh, but you'll hear that later on. Um, and then, because it was a uh, more of a, a short form, yes. Even though <laughs> not really short form, there's two parts, not three. Um, first part you'll hear it's you know um, box <laughs> o- what we did during the week. Yes, box office releases, DVD and mu- movie releases, just yes. to you know round out the edge. Right. We made a few apologies in the uh... yes. <laughs> To those people who were screaming at the podcast last week, by me, I apologize. <laughs> I'm admit I was wrong. I made a mistake. <laughs> I don't know why, but you'll find out why. Um, I did um, see a movie mm-hmm. play. Uh, I gave you know it and uh, gave the gave a review of the Order 1880, 1886. Mm-hmm. That's the new Sony. One thing I didn't do is the review of uh, Castlevania: Mirror of Fate. Ah. So there you go. Here's a little bonus stuff for the people. Um, it's an old game. I yes. have a 3DS. We talked about that on the show. I, I traded in Scribble Knots Unmasked because me no go away English. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with that game other than walk over and go, oh, here, think of an adjective. Fuck you. I'm not playing Mad Libs. <laughs> um, so I traded that in and I was able to get, I picked up uh, Castlevania Mirror Fate, which I got to be honest, I think I found with, with the 3DS, I'm not really sure what kind of games I should be playing. Mm-hmm. That one seems to be kind of like more. I, I've always liked the Castlevania, yeah. As a side scroller, like kind of like the classic Castlevania right. stuff, yeah. and it was fun. It's 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 fun so far. I mean, it's it's not too hard. It's not too difficult. And I, you know, like once I get to a part, I have to go back and you know to get all the collectibles kind of stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's fun. I, I'm I mean, uh, not not to kind of rehash this a little bit, but it's it's a side scroller. It's like the old classic. Yeah, it's like, like the classic. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a classic kind of style. It's not the three D. Now are the graphics better than like say like a Nintendo version of it or? I mean, well, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, the, the graphics are, are really good. I mean, um, the cutscenes are kind of more animated cell kind of look. Okay. But with you, like, and you don't, again, you don't have to have the 3D on at the time. Mm. But when you do throw the 3D on, it does give that depth. So, like, when you're walking through a catacomb, even though it's a side scroller, you can still see the depth of the land behind you. Okay. That's really, you know, only, only thing difference. I'm, I'm starting to feel like I think, I know I also downloaded a demo version of, um, there's a new game coming out called Codename Steam. I wanted to check that out. And it was like, nah, not really my kind of thing. Mm. You know, I'll probably, when we, when we talk about it for video games, I'll probably, Mentioned that I played a demo. All right. Um, I got a demo of. I've always been curious the Pokemon games. Like, uh, there's a a special demo. I could never get into Pokemon. I never yeah. knew. Never really was my thing because I didn't understand it because I don't never had like the affection for it. What some people do. Yeah. 
but they had this demo of the Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. Mm-hmm. It was like a special demo that kind of combined the two of them. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's a demo. It's free. Let me try it out. Like right. maybe there might be something there I might like. Yeah. And, and it's okay. It's one of those things like, hey, walk over here. Let's fight. I choose you, kind of thing. And yeah, you know, I only have the one Pokemon, like the kind of like the knockoff version of Charizard. I guess I think it is maybe you know Fire Guy. So I'm like, all right. I mean, it's interesting, but I'm Jim not. Char. Might be. Okay. Might be. God, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know because my nephew is a big Pokemon gotcha. fan. I don't know if he still is. Actually, no, he's still playing the games. Yeah. But uh, like that, I remember just one year we were down the shore and it was like one of those like dark games. And I'm really, it was really good at darts, you know, right. that kind of thing. And a lot of the, were the stuffed animals. He was really little. He was like eight, right. you know, at the time. So he's like, oh, I want a Pokemon character. So I was throwing darts to right. fight, and one was Chimchar. That's why I always okay. remember that character's name. Okay, it might might have been him. Um, so yeah, uh, and then um, I also tried. There's this like Final Fantasy, like Final Curtain Call. It's like this whole. It's like a music game mm-hmm. using the music of Final Fantasy, where you had to go like, oh, hold this button. Like it was kind of like a knockoff version of Guitar Hero. Okay. Except with that guitar, really wasn't my thing. I'm like, fuck, it's stupid. You know, and then um, a demo of Super Smash Brothers because I wanted to kind of, if I'm going to get the games, I can play with my nephew. I want to like at least kind of get an idea of <laughs> is there more to it than just fighting? Yeah, all it really is is just fighting. I'm just yeah. like, all right, well, I'll get it eventually. <laughs> it does make me, however, though, because of playing the Castlevania, it did make me start having more of an affection towards some of the older games because mm-hmm. Nintendo came out with the 3DS, like a, a classic Nintendo kind of set, which had like Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two. Super Mario Brothers three, mm. uh, Legend of Zelda, the first one, um, and a couple other of the Nintendo specific games like mm. Donkey Kong. So I'm thinking about maybe it's like thirty bucks, maybe buying it, but it's got like seven or eight games on it. That's not bad. I'm like, yeah, all right, it's not bad. Nice little throwback. I'll probably get like you know Super Mario World 3D because I do like I've always liked Super Mario Brother mm. kind of thing, but you know, yeah, yeah, right. it's gonna be like a slow process because I'm always kind of iffy about like what games to get, especially for a handheld system. But I did find myself really playing like Castlevania, like spending hours on it. I spent more time, I think, playing that than I've played Ultimate um, Monster Hunter 4. Wow. So I might actually kind of sacrifice the Ultimate. Like, it's just I'm not feeling it. Mm. I might try to you know, give it like another couple of days just to see if I can still feel it out. Right. And then maybe just trade it in and get something else. You know? But uh, so there, there. There's okay. my review. There's a little bonus material for people who didn't listen to the live show. <laughs> so sit back, relax, enjoy part one, and we'll see you at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. I want to build up that anticipation. Oh, okay. Or I'm sorry, as in Rocky, in Rocky Horror Picture Show terms, that anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as you notice, we have one member missing. Yep, Erica. She is. Uh, she was scared. <laughs> the uh, We have, uh, okay, for those people who are listening live, um, probably are local, so they know the weather's been kind of shaky. Yes. Um, cold, not Boston cold or, or, you know, it's not snowy. I mean, we had snow yesterday. Yes. So it was supposed to, um, like, I guess the weather is warm enough. So the snow is melting and Erica was afraid that it's going to freeze tonight. But according to the weather, it's going to be above the freezing line. So we should be okay getting home. Yeah. You know, I, you know, so I was like, I contacted Ed earlier and I was like, Hey, uh, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to take it? Do you want to take the show live or do you want to do like we did last week? You know? Because last week the weather was kind of crappy too. Yeah. I mean, again, not Boston crappy. So people, or not like Siberia cold. <laughs> yeah. like, 
like right now people are pitching out because you know it's like oh there's some snow on the ground and people are going you don't know what snow is we have 10 feet here and other people are going you aren't pussies because it's always snow here fuck you you're like walk it off bitches um so uh yeah so i was like so ed do you want to you know maybe do the show from your house because like we it's our two-bit production studios, you yes. know, <laughs> we go there um, to record the the intros and outros to every breakdown of the podcast that we do when we lo- do our live show. Mm-hmm. So instead, um, you know, Ed was like, no, I think we can make it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, <laughs> let's go. I mean, and, and in all fairness, the roads were wet enough because the snow is melting, but it's melted to the part point where it has ways to go. So yeah. I don't really foresee the snow, the roads being a virtual ice rink right you know on the way home and if it is we'll just take you know slow and steady wins the race you know become the tortoise <laughs> hunk, hunk. we'll be doing driving acrobatics on the way home probably as long as we don't inflict the flying graces run away with a geek joke there you go yeah so there you go folks uh so hi welcome we're back live now next week might be a different story uh, depending on how the weather goes, but uh, you know, yeah. uh, overall, we'll try and be here as best we can. Yes, <laughs> we're here for you. And if not, we are dedicated in our commitment to give you fresh content on a weekly basis. That's right. So even if it is shitty, we can't get live on air. I'm crazy enough to drive over to Two Bib Production Studios and go, "Let's do a podcast." <laughs> so in case if you ever if you do listen to us live and you go, "Who are the fucking guys?" If you would go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and like us, you would be updated on what's going on. Yes. For example, I posted, "Hey, guess what? The last week, hey, we're not going, we're not going to be doing a show live, but we will be doing a podcast, so you guys can be up to date with the geek news, or at least our version of the geek news." <laughs> um, you know, because we don't want you guys to be left out in the cold oh. with no entertainment value, or when you're driving to work, or you're doing your workout, or whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe you're the kind of creepy kind of couple that likes to have sex with less talking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> if you are and you're in the middle of it right now, spank her ass for geeksters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But until then, I mean, again, like, so but we're back live. Yes. End of story. <laughs> so, Ed, uh, what have you been doing with yourself? Uh, well, this past week I've caught up on uh, Gotham. I was a little behind, so I finally caught up. And uh, the more uh, I watch the show, the more I'm kind of like, I don't think I'm going to watch the past season two. Like, I, I, you know, like season one might be it for me. I don't know. I mean, it's just they're introducing a lot more characters. They're trying to fit people in. But again, they're as shoehorning we've, people. We've, you're right. And as 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 you watch these characters, you're going. By the time Batman becomes Batman. These guys are going to be too old. These guys be almost collecting social security checks. No wonder Batman always wins. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly the post that I did on someone's uh, Facebook page. Because I saw, like, I'm also behind, too. The last episode I saw was um, when they, when, recall, where Falcone kills basically his girlfriend. Because mm-hmm. you find out that she's a spy. Yes. I think she killed him. He, she killed him. I, I don't know. I, I just, don't remember now. I don't remember either. <laughs> that's how important it was. So that so I'm like two or three episodes behind. I know that this past week they introduced a Joker esque character. Yeah, I don't think it's a Joker, but that's, I don't know. But I knew Joker was originally a ginger. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I saw the clip where he's being interrogated and why'd you kill your mother? And he's like that, <laughs> kind of laughing, yeah. going, "All right, it's menacing, it's creepy, it's it's over the top, kind of Joker esque." I'm like, but he looks to be like late teens, early twenties. Yeah, and I didn't see the episode, and I'm going now historically. 
Yeah. Batman's parents were killed, I think, when he was 12. Yeah. And then he didn't really don the cape and cowl until he was close to 30. Mm-hmm. So that would mean by the time, it, if, if this was like a real-time situation, by the time he hits 30, this character, who's already has eight-plus years on him, yeah. would be in late 30s, maybe pushing 40 years old at yeah. this point. I'm going, well, that kind of... No wonder why he's winning. Like I actually, that was kind of like my my post was like it makes it harder for me to watch a show on a weekly basis because I'm sitting there going, okay, I know it's maybe an alternate reality, like mm. a DC universe kind of thing, mm. but yeah, come on, like what the like, come on, man, like this is this is not making any sense to me, and I'm I'm starting to slowly kind of by the time he does start kicking ass, it's gonna be he's gonna be thirty, he's gonna be kicking the middle aged people's asses. I'm going. That's not much of a hero. That's more like a bully. You know? <laughs> that, that's, you know. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly it. I, I mean, take away the cape and cow. He becomes one of those, you know, those nurses, those interns you hear, uh, the orderlies at the uh, uh, hospital you hear are beating up on old people. You know? <laughs> I'm like, like, no wonder why he's kicking ass. Like, he, he's hoping that the back costume just scares him to a heart attack. Like, bah, Batman! Ah, ah, I win! <laughs> Like I, I punch justice a has been served. That's not the Joker's. Fu- I mean, that's not one of those Joker's chattery teeth toys that he has <laughs> flying out of his mouth. That's his actual dentures. <laughs> it's just I'm like, it makes it really hard to kind of be excited about the show. Now some people are still loving the show. Like my, you know, it's a really like, oh my god, the show's great. I'm like, yeah, it's good, but it's not Batman good. It's yeah. not the way like. I kind of have a feeling that these people who really love the show are people who've never read the comic book mm. or read some comics or get most of their Batman knowledge from the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or the old, you know, other older Batman movies. I doubt like if you sat them down. I mean, I've been binge watching the Batman 66 episodes. Yes. And I before I left to pick you up, I, I actually saw the infamous. I didn't realize it was a three-parter, actually. The infamous um, Robin gets eaten by a giant oyster that's right a yes. giant clam i was like oh my god this is the one i completely forgot that there was a chick it, it, it started off in this big giant arc where joker was going to do the zodiac crimes and i'm sitting there going he did it before the zodiac killer i wonder if the guy was a fan <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm like he's getting a batman convention hey he this, this the zodiac killer probably got his inspiration from this 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 episode oh my god you know, and of course it, it started because it's season two where it was the f- prior to these, this series of episodes, it was Sandman and Catwoman. Mm. This one had uh, Batman, I mean, Robin, I mean, Robin, whew, Joker and Penguin kind of teaming up in this three part arc. Mm. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm in. I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I'm, I'm laughing at different spots now because as a kid, again, we, we talked about it before. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, what's Batman going to do? Now I'm just going, Oh my god! I can't believe they got away with that. Like, <laughs> you know, or how just conveniently Batman has been prepared for every possible contingency plan. Like the the apex of this arc was that they bring this girl um, Venus to the Batcave, uh-huh. and you know because she's supposed to have been wooed by Penguin to go get his criminal record, you know, and destroy it so that way he can become. You know, like, he'll have no criminal record, and I can start free, and we can be together kind of thing. And Venus is working with Joker kind of thing. Well, she kind of... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, because you're like, yeah, because there's no written paper of his record. Right, exactly. <laughs> no one knows that a guy looking like a dressing like a penguin with a top hat and a big, long Pinocchio nose is going to not be recognized as the penguin. 
but you know, but of course, it was during the arc where you know her name's Venus, and you know, of course, you know she was the Joker's mole, you know, mole mm-hmm. or whatever they're called, like the precursor to Harley Quinn. It seemed like all the male bad guys in this show had a female counterpart, like mm-hmm. like partner amongst their goons, right? So, of course, she gets totally enamored with Batman with some of the worst acting I've ever seen out of an actress. I mean, it's like, oh, but Batman, I, please, I had a horrible upbringing. Like the whole <laughs> Mae West over the top, or ah, for okay. those people who don't know who Mae West is, just watch Batman and Robin, the Uma Thurman Poison Ivy that, <laughs> oh, come up and see me sometimes, fellas. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a chick and I'm enamored with Batman. So, of course, you know, she gets wooed by Batman, and she talks him into digging her to the Batcave. Yeah. You know, which apparently if you ask politely, Batman goes, sure, I'll I'll bring you to the Batcave. I won't tell you how to get there because i got to put the bat, bat gas on you. But I'll give you a bat awake when we get there. And so you can see the – because um, why not? Sure, you've, you've helped me defeat the Joker even though you were a bad guy. And in a span of 30 minutes, I – by that you now changed your ways. <laughs> and Robin's clueless because he apparently hasn't hit puberty yet. <laughs> so they get her to the they get her to the Batcave and then out of nowhere, of course, which I never knew that the Batmobile had was also part clown car. Because out from the trunk comes the Joker, the penguin, and like three goons. You're kidding. Um nope, I'm not kidding. Five of these guys come popping out of this trunk and I'm going I'm like waiting for like, and here's the zebra. You know, like, <laughs> you know, it was like, I'm like, okay, I've seen that car. Like the majority of my life has, I've seen that car. It's a very iconic car. Yeah. I don't think it could fit five bodies in that trunk. Especially when you, they, they open it up in one, I don't know if that episode has happened yet, where they open it up, there's a back computer and there's like a mobile. Well, yes. The mobile I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that exact episode, but he's opened up that trunk and there's been a ton of shit in there. Yeah. There's no way, like, with the Joker and, like, at what point did they even have the time to pop the trunk on the, the Batmobile, pull out the shit, hide it, so when Batman and Robin take the chick back to, you know, the Batcave, they don't notice. Right. Then, of course, when he gets there, Batman knew that they were in the trunk. For whatever reason. And he just so happened to set up. You hear, you hear the, the ride as they're driving. Like, Joker's like, you're sitting on my nose again. You hear. <laughs> you know? Like, every time he hits a bump. <laughs> you know? Like, there's this muffled noise. Like, GPS can't move it out of the world. You know? Like, <laughs> Like all the goons and the two of them, and and I'm just like, <sighs> but of course Batman knew that that she was falsely under the influence of the of like I guess being in quote unquote love with Penguin, <laughs> or enamored by a Penguin, that he set up the back computer. He flips a switch, and all of a sudden, because it's the '66 Batman, the whole screen codes like a negative for like ten seconds, yeah. and then comes back, and they're like, wah, wah, what was that? Wah, wah. And he's like, well, I had just so happened to install. This whole thing with the back computer to set like your DNA and your fi- like this whole outrageous thing that a flip of a switch did, and he just set it up today. But the only way that he could get their records digitalized or DNA samples and stuff yeah. was to lure them to the back cave. So he- I'm like, who the fuck buys that? <laughs> I mean, as a kid, I was like, Batman, you're so smart. As an adult, I'm going. 
You're an idiot. This has got to be a town full of morons. <laughs> like, like, I'm just going, ah, what? You know, like, Gotham, the dumbest place to live. I'm like, you and I could live like fat rats, Ed, if we moved there. We'd be geniuses. Yes. I, it's, it's amazing. I'm just sitting there going, scratching my head most I'm going, this this actually worked? Like, uh, like the big thing was, and one of the parts in this arc particularly was that Joker, because in this whole Zodiac crime, like he stole this rare art uh, rare art map. Mm-hmm. So right away, Batman figured, rare art map, R-A-M, Ram, the son of Ares, he's already started. And I'm just going, what? I'm like, your leaps in logic have no logic to them. Right now, Stephen Hawking's going, who the fuck buys this? I'm sorry, who the fuck buys this? You know, like... <laughs> So, but but here's one of the big things. His his Aquarius crime yes. was to dump this mixture into the Gotham Reservoir to, cur- to change all the water into strawberry jelly. <laughs> okay? He pulls it off, obviously. Yeah. Because there's a scene where Commissioner, not Commissioner, but Chief O'Hara taking a shower. Like, you don't see him taking a shower, but then all of a sudden you're, Shakespeare Gora, you know? <laughs> And you you turn, you see him like behind the stall with red goop coming down his body. And of course, he winds out wearing a towel going, why this must about be the Joker? You know, I'm just going, yeah, because there's no peanut butter and jelly criminal out there. Like, you know, <laughs> I am the skippy criminal. See? Meet my friends. Extra crunchy and whipped. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, you know, I'm like, at that point, I'm going, well, look at it. Joker won. <laughs> he turned the whole reservoir into, you know, <laughs> strawberry jelly. You know, kind of like, way to go, Joker. Now, scamper away. You're like, you can go, <laughs> and then run away. <laughs> like, <laughs> And, of course, you know, Batman and Robin figured out, of course. They get there, and they have the little, they have a portable bat lab. Because it's in a, it, you can tell because it's blue and has the bat symbol on it, and it says Bat Lab. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it actually said Portable Bat Lab. <laughs> so of course, my favorite though is apparently, I mean, okay, I gotta say, Batman is probably the '66 Batman has probably been more influential in today's technology than I would say Star Trek was in the '60s. Yeah, because. The, obviously, the bat phone is you know connected to you know Commissioner Gordon, so he calls. But apparently, there's a bat phone in that little briefcase that he gets to plug into his belt to be able to talk to his phone. You know, I'm just going, that's genius. Why do we think of that? Like, oh wait. But then I'm thinking, going, he was like when he there's a scene where he's hooking up a, a wig to the bat computer to mm. spectroanalyze it. You know. <laughs> And I'm just going, oh, my God, he was CSI before CSI. Because like, <laughs> he had, like, oh, well, there is, you know, traces of human hair, traces of false hair. And it could only be at this one place, Robin. Holy headwig, Batman. You know, kind of. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't believe. <sighs> like, I, I, don't get me wrong. I still love it. I yeah. still great. It, But I'm, a, I'm loving it on a completely different level. As a kid, I'm going, get him, Batman. <laughs> And this, you know, and of course, as when I'm seeing Rob getting eaten by the clam, I'm going, as a kid, I'm going, what will they do? And as an adult, I'm going, that thing moves so slow, you could have ducked and miffed and missed it. <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times there was in this episode, and that, like I said, this 
girl playing Venus, I love her. I'm sure yeah. she's probably gone to a better place at this point, or maybe she's still around. But her acting was so bad. You know, I mean, if, if this was Hollywood Babylon, you know, I would yeah. say it would go to exquisite acting. I mean, actually, might have to might actually have to give this to Kevin and Ralph and their Hollywood Babylon to kind of hear some exquisite acting. Yeah. Oof, there's a scene where it's Batman and Robin. They're standing at the Joker. They're in a museum, right? And mm-hmm. he's telling, ooh, Venus, do it, you know, kind of thing. And she's dressed up. This would be like the Venus de Milo kind of thing. And she's got like a, a wine goblet. And then that wine goblet supposed to be, I guess, the knockout stuff. Mm-hmm. And for like 30 seconds, Batman and Robin are staring at her while she's pondering what to do. <laughs> And I was sitting there going, dude, you're in reach. Not the fucking thing out of her hand. You know it's a trap. Like, use your head, stupid. Like, don't just sit there going, Robin, I don't know what he's doing. Like, you know, William Shatner is. I don't know. You know, it's one of those. Like, I was sitting there going, just, she's, she's in arm's reach. At least, you know what? Do the old thing you used to do in school. Knock the glass up so it hits her in the face. Like, come on. <laughs> Like, come on, do something. <laughs> Instead, they're just kind of standing there all curious, like, what's in the what's what's in the goblet? <laughs> Going, it's knockout gas. It's the same thing that happened last week and the week before that. And you guys never know when to duck. Like, <laughs> or when the you know, how come you don't have a bat reverse vacuum cleaner? So every time something comes up, you just throw this fan and go and blows the shit back in people's faces. You know? <laughs> like so much of your shit would be done in ten minutes time. <laughs> at this point Gotham would be cleaned up but no and of course you know there's always she I've never once seen anybody really pay for their crime <laughs> I mean I know it's this is Batman but she's like oh well I wish I knew you when I was younger I wouldn't have gone down this path it's like all the women are kind of like oh I just had a bad upbringing and that's why I'm bad you know <laughs> And then, of course, you know, she gives the old blink, blink, blink with the eyelashes. And Ro- Batman's like, well, I'm sure you've learned your ways. So, but you'll have to at least appear in court. But I'm sure with uh, my good friend Bruce Wayne and the Wayne Foundation, you'll be rehabilitated in no time. You know? <laughs> I'm like, it's amazing you ever got laid. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, like, the last episode I saw before I, I left the house was... It was the episode where Catwoman brings that little that little kitty cat. The, who, the actress just died not too long ago. I wish I could remember her name. She had kind of like a little protege. She was mm. like a redhead and like a little pink cat outfit. Mm. And she was designed to be kind of like the, her Robin, you know. Oh, okay. And they seduce Robin and Robin's got like this little scr- – she scratches Robin and he – I forget the phrase, but it had the word cat in it, of course, because it's Catwoman everything. Yeah. It's a c- catastrophe. And, yeah. You know, so – he becomes like a bad guy, you know, <laughs> and they rob Wayne Manor. Like, I feel bad. It's like at this point, someone's got to piece together that Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are Batman and Robin. Cause it seems like a lot of shit happens or he's the only millionaire in that town because it was like, Hey, we come breaking in. Of course, Robin has no memory of that. It's Alfred or no memory that he's Dick Grayson. All he, he's like evil Robin. Like all he needed was a fucking mustache and a goatee to actually really, <laughs> You know, go over the top with the whole, yeah, I'm a bad guy, see? Yeah. But he's doing the whole 60s teenager, like, hey, daddy-o, you don't know what you're doing, man. Like, oh, like man. I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow. Oh, this is bad. You know, and of course, I'm chuckling because I'm like, that's so campy. No wonder why people just really dug it because it was so off the wall. But they go and, and rob Wayne Matter, and I'm just like, 
how did they know to rob Wayne Manor? Like, like did, did Dick say something? Yeah. Like, did he, did he squeal? Like, what the hell? No, it's just going that was that was, was the obvious choice. Yeah, and you know, and of course he ties up Alfred and and Mrs. Cooper and and Harriet, you know, and it's just like, <sighs> all right, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was kind of my day. Oh, also too, since even though I know we're already kind of halfway into the show and all, but. I need to apologize, and and I need to. Um, I made an error last week. First. Did you? Yes. Oh, really? <laughs> last week you we, made an error. It happens all the time. <laughs> I'm just able to sell it, <laughs> like it, like it's the truth. <laughs> I even get people to believe it. <laughs> like last week, we were talking about a lot of the Spider-Man stuff. Yes. You know, like whole Marvel. You know, and Sony being kind of like buddy buddy to handle you know, to fondle Spidey. Mm. And we talked about bringing in, at the time, I was saying Elias Morales. Yes. It's wrong. I was wrong. I realized that like later this week. I'm going, his fucking name's not Elias. It's Miles. I'm going, I think, like right now, I can just see people listening to that episode going, it's Miles! <laughs> you fucking idiot. Oh, geeks, I don't know who the black Spider-Man is. You know? <laughs> so I was like, I, I sat there, and I, when it popped in my head, I'm going, fuck. Like, <laughs> so... I apologize for you, Spider-Man fans out there. There you go. I, you know, I, I, I can my own realization. You know, so there you go. All right. Do you have anything yet? Well, uh, see, yesterday, since it was a snowy day, we, Seal and I, stayed in, and uh, she wanted to see Captain America: Winter Soldier, so I was able to watch that again and get yeah. her reaction. She liked it. She, you know, I think it's it's probably my one of my favorites of the the Marvel movies. You know, it never, never, never occurred to me for her to see it because we watch we watch Agents of Shield together, right? And I mean, like, like to me, that was a critical movie to watch oh, that show because yeah. it's like how it turned the whole right. the whole series around. And it was just like, oh, now, now you get the you know, behind now you kind of get like, yeah, like you know, now you know why season one was so, ugh. yeah, and then you know, and then all of a sudden, why season two is so better, yes. You know, because of what they had to wait to what happens in the Winter Soldier, and she, obviously she never saw it. So until yeah. last night, yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of like, wait, one time there are agents of shield. How did all this happen? What? Yeah, you know, why is there no shield? Huh? <laughs> Hell Hydra? What? You know, <laughs> Hell Hydra. That was still the scene I laughed the most when when <laughs> Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. De Niro was in that picture. Hey, <laughs> Hell Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> With Gary you, Shanley. You talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? Did you say Hell Hydra? I don't see nobody else here. <laughs> <laughs> when Gary Shanley yeah, leaned in on Hell Hydra. Hydra. Yeah, yeah, that was still made me laugh. I'm like, that's so... Like, that makes all sense right now. Holy mackerel. He's been there since Iron Man 2! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the, the the I'm glad that she didn't go <gasps> like when when they revealed that Bucky Barnes was the Winter Soldier. So oh, she was, she no no she didn't. Oh, I, was okay. saying, I was happy about that. I'm like I'm glad you didn't go <gasps> like that moment. She goes no you told me so I already knew. So yeah I'm like, all right like the biggest the biggest not kept secret of all comic book history. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky Barnes is Winter Soldier. <gasps> <laughs> anyway, um. Well, my week was okay. I'm, I'm mostly spending at work. I do have uh, a game review on the Order 1886. Okay. I do have an, a game for the 3DS that I'm playing. It's an old, old, old game, but mm. since I never really bought it, to me it's new. Mm. Um, I also went to the movies this weekend. All right. I saw The Kingsman. All right. So why don't we find out where it landed on the 
the spot of this box. The box top five yeah. movies? Here we go. That's how you do a segue, my friend. All right. <laughs> Number five movie was a new release. It's The Duff. It made $11 million over the weekend, mm. and uh, which is good because it only has an $8.5 million budget. So it's uh, Well, I mean, okay, a um, little history on it. Mm-hmm. For those, if you don't know who's in it, Robbie Amell's in it. Yes. Robbie Amell is Steve Amell's cousin. Who, yes. Who is in... Well, everyone knows at this point. If you're not, Steve Amell is Arrow. Right. Robbie Amell is now, he used to be on that show, that short-lived show called The Tomorrow People. Yes. But now he is on Flash as Firestorm. Yes. So, yeah, all right. There was a picture of the two of them together. Yes. And everybody's kind of thinking, is he now going to be on Arrow? And it was it's like, like, no. No, it was just I was there, he was there, it was a goof. Kind of yeah. like we were just having to get pictures together, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so good for him. I'm glad it's in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought like because the the plot is it's it's can't buy me love for the twenty the the twenty first century. Yeah, because it's at least the plot line. It's like an average looking girl has problems meeting guys, so she uses the her best friend who happens to be the jock or the he, the superstar of the high school, right? To, I guess to you know help her become more popular or more like polishes her up. Yeah. Like in the um, what was that uh, movie with Rachel Lee Cook? Uh, oh wow. Uh, that's gonna bother me now. Yes, <laughs> I can't remember it either. So it's it's the classic tale of, you know, like the ugly duckling. Yes. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna go out on the limb and say you know what she probably gets all sexified up, and then Robbie and Mel's character probably falls in love with her, and because he's dating the bitch cheerleader and blah blah. 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 It's always that ugly. It's you ever notice that those ugly duckling stories? It's always about the cute mousy girl that wears glasses and like overalls. That's how. That's how. Yeah, because there's a few of those movies, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, could, you could pull out that you could say that's the same. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's it's my fair lady. Yeah, you know. It's so it's okay, look at me, my fair lady. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's just like, uh, but it's never like, hey, why can't you buy a woman who's. I'm going to say more on the low end of the beauty spectrum to do that plot with. Why do you need to have the the a very attractive girl, but when you throw glasses and sloppy clothes on her, it's a big, oh, she's so pretty. She was pretty to start off with. Yeah. She just didn't look the part. Anybody can look phenomenal with the right set of clothes. Yeah. That's all you did. Why don't you go the, like the, not saying the full extreme, like, like, you know, like, okay, like a guy like me, like, yeah, I'm, I'm overweight, I'm balding, you know, you don't see me going, I, I'm not in with the in crowd, change me, I want to be the ugly duckling, you know, <laughs> it's never that, or, or the, the heavy set girl that no one likes, that tries to become ultra popular and cool and gets the, gets the guy in the end, they never do that story. Yeah. Because no one wants to see that story, everyone wants to see the... Oh, look at her. She's all cute. All she needs is, you know, hairspray and take all, and contacts. Yeah. Is take away the glasses, do her hair, throw a dress on her. Oh my god, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Way to be shallow, people. Like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was the number five movie. And the number four movie was McFarlane Land USA. It made eleven point <laughs> three million over the weekend, and I don't see a budget, so I don't know and when it's coming up. But it was a new release as well. That's the um uh, Kevin Costner it. movie, yes. yes. Who's I said ever since Man of Steel, he got a bump of career. Yep, I would say that you know he people went, oh, he's still acting, <laughs> he's still around. Yes, he is. 
All right. So, yeah, I got no, I got no desire to see a, another Disney inspirational film about a sports team. But no, the, <laughs> the, the top three movies have stayed the same from last week. Number three was SpongeBob, Sponge Out of Water. It made uh, $15.5 million over the weekend and right. 125 over 125.1 overall. And it's been out for three weeks with a $74 million budget. So it's made its money back. Oh, All right. And good for them. Number two is? The Kingsman, The Secret Service. It made $17.5 million over the weekend and 67.1 overall so far in two weeks. That's the movie I saw this weekend. Yes. Um, you're like, yes. What, tell me what the number one movie is. The number one movie is Fifty Shades <sighs> of Grey. Okay, it made yeah. $23.2 million over the weekend and 130 Point one overall yeah. in two weekends of release, and it only had a twenty million dollar, a forty million dollar, excuse me, forty million dollar budget. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. my embarrassment level is really increased. I'm going <laughs> really, really, people. <laughs> but here's the thing: I found like uh, just past weekends. I know you didn't pull it from any kind of news article because I saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently, um, you know, obviously, you want because there's it's three books. Yeah, and you kind of like okay, you know what? You hit a almost embarrassingly huge box office for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to follow it up with book two to appear next year and book three to appear two years from now on Valentine's Day. Like, make that a Valentine's Day thing now because mm-hmm. you got yourself a mini franchise there, or at least a trilogy. Right. Well, apparently, the chick who's writing, who wrote the novels, it might not come out for like another two years at this point unless wow. they come out, unless they rehash a deal because this bitch of an author... The first she now wants to write the screenplay oh, really? for the second one, and like the first one, they had somebody come in to polish up the screenplay, like you know, basically real movie work, right? And that you know, apparently the director and her didn't get along because because basically a, a book like this we've all talked about in the past, yeah, gets an NC seventeen rating right out the gate. Mm-hmm. The studio said, hey, look, we got to make it more marketable, so we got to make it an R-rated movie, so we need to tone some of that stuff down, which is the reason why from, um, I think I talked about it last week, um, people who read the books mm-hmm. hated the movie. People who haven't read the, read the books kind of like the movie. Yeah. You know, so of course there's people going, well, if you like this, then you, A, don't know what you're talking about, or B, read the books, the, re- the books are way better. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of debate. I mean, I, I I said I've read book the first book and part of the second book, and it's it's a it's a struggle to read because it's very <laughs> sophomoric in the writing patterns. Not 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 difficult to read because it has big words or confusing yeah, plot lines. It, it is it's it just... is literally like her going, "Oh, my inner goddess is this." I can't tell you how many times I've heard the phrase "my read the my inner goddess." It's like, can you think of something else other than that fucking phrase? You know, it's just like, or how breathless she gets, or how how many times she's explained how gorgeous Christian Gray is in those exact words. It's like nothing but repetition. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, when you're going to try to translate that book into a movie, you need, I'm going to say professionals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, professionals that are going to take what used to be a fan fiction off of Twilight and try to create a some sort of a viable product to be produced to the mass market mm-hmm. so that means you are going to have to kind of tone down some stuff right understandable i do think that they did film part of me does think they filmed like a more hard version so that when for dvd releases they can come out with the unrated version of 50 shades of gray <laughs> you get to see the steamy scenes you weren't allowed to see in theaters you know yeah no i mean yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> 
But the problem is, is that this woman, the the, the writer, who I always forget her name because I don't care, <laughs> she was being a mega bitch on set because she, you know, she's the writer, so she had to be like, no, my character wouldn't do this, like blah 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 blah. And right. they're like, look, we get it, but we need to make this palatable for the normal person, mm-hmm. not the sophomore writer that you are, you know. <laughs> So the director isn't coming back for the sequel and that she's now trying to, I guess there was a, a stipulation in the contracts with Universal that if the first movie is well, that she can have more creative freedom. And part of that creative freedom is possibly writing this, the, this, the um, script for the second movie. Wow. And that might cause problems because now by the time it does come out, it's going to be two years from now. Who's going to want to see that movie two years from now? Because, I mean, that's kind of like... When you have a product like something like that, when you know it's like three books, I mean, look, okay, look at look at the Harry Potter book, movies. Mm. They came out once a year. I think there was like maybe a moment where it took a year off. Yeah, That's, they think uh, what do you call it got hurt? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe got hurt a little. No, bit. I think it was just production. Oh, I think it was just I think because they had a. It, I think it was like during the seventh movie they took it took a while. Yeah, like it was they took a year off, but you know what? A year is fine because you've already had like five or four or five movies already in the can. Right. So people are already with you, so they're willing to give it a little bit more time. I mean, hell, look at us Star Wars people. We've been waiting how many years between a real for a real sequel, you know? <laughs> and we're still with Decades. them. We're so we're still with. Yeah. We're willing to wait. You go. You know what? Okay, so Star Wars isn't coming out. Didn't come out last year. We got to wait this year for it. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what? It was supposed to be a summer release, but now we get it in the wintertime. Yeah. We go. Okay. You know what? As long as the movie's fine, good. We want a good product. So if that t- if that means taking a couple extra months, so be it. Yeah. So be it. Give right. us the best product you can. Most of the time, though, in Hollywood, it's it's a hit. We need to start working. Case in point, Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Once you hit that, you hit you have to strike while the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would make sense that, okay, with a trilogy like this, that's very, um, I'm going to say, it has a window of opportunity. Well, this this is, to me, a more of a movie like a flash in, a, a flash in the pants kind of movie yeah. where it's just like, it's it's here today, going tomorrow. And that's the thing. Like, two years, right? Like, I think that would be too long for a sequel to come out because this is not going to be something in 10 years now that we're going to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, yeah. Like, you know, like Star Wars we talk about. Spider-Man we'll talk about. Thor we'll talk about. Fifty Shades you of know. Grey I do not foresee in the AVI top 100 movies of all time. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, people are still talking like Jaws is hit 40 this year. Yeah. You know, people still talk about Jaws. Fifty Shades of Grey, like you said, is going to be gone. Like, okay, you have that window of opportunity, that, that shelf life. Mm-hmm. Books are real popular. Great. It, it's a phenomenon. Let's make movies. Uh, okay, I get that transition. Yeah. But you want those movies to be out as quickly as possible because that window, that flash in the pan, like you said, mm-hmm. it's got a short window. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, it's going to fail. Maybe. I mean, people are stupid. We are. You know, <laughs> we're waiting how long for Star Wars sequels? We're just as dumb as those people. <laughs> but more to the point, I saw The Kingsman this weekend. Right. Now, I fucking loved it. Did you? It was an awesome movie. It, it's it, it takes it's based off a comic book too, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um, I think called the Secret Service, which is the reason why it's you know Kingsman's the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. But it was so much fun. I mean, I don't know. I've never read the comic book, so I don't know if it deviates from the plot line. I don't, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I can just say, as a movie experience, it was kick ass. I mean, it was definitely like over the top of the action. Great one liners. There was even a moment where, and I never thought Colin Firth would ever make it as a as a action star, mm. 
but he's fucking good in this. <laughs> like kicking ass and taking names. Now, see, that's the that's that's the worst way to say it because say people said that about Liam Neeson when he did the first. <laughs> what taken? Yes. Well, I'm gonna say he's like, got... oh, that was great. Blah blah blah. He's so old. He what? still could do action. That's what? great. Blah blah blah. And now we're getting like we have three taken movies. Well, we uh, have the on. Walk Among Tube shows, and this new one now nonstop. And then this new one that just I just saw. Let me slow down okay. for a minute, okay? I'm gonna backtrack. All right. First of all, Liam Neeson probably would never gotten taken if it wasn't for the fact that he was Qui Gon Jinn in Star Wars. Yeah. People want, oh, he can do action. Let's give him an action movie. That's how. I, that's how I think. I blame Star Wars. Okay. You no. Know? Second. Um, I hate doing this. Spoiler, people, so plug your ears. Colin Firth doesn't make it to the end of the movie. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. So- no sequel for that guy. <laughs> no sequel for him. Um, but there is a moment where, because it's very tongue-in-cheek James Bond-esque. Okay. That there's even a moment where Colin and Samuel L. Jackson, because he plays the bad guy, who does his best, his fucking best Mike Tyson impersonation ever. <laughs> he has a lift. So it, people don't understand like that kind of, and I'm going, what a brilliant choice! Like, <laughs> so you kind of chuckle anyway. So it's already tongue in cheek. All right. But there's a moment where Colin Firth's character is going to see um, Richmond Valentine is is Samuel L. Jackson's. Mm. So there's a moment where they're having dinner, and they start talking about um, movies, and they mention like the Bond films, and they talk about Bond like as like. Oh, I used to have wanted to be the super spy. And it was a very, very kind of moment. You always, it's also that moment as an audience, you go, these guys know what they're doing. Mm. Like, as far as the filmmakers go, they know that they're acknowledging past spy movies, paying homage in a way to what came before them because they did make it. Don't you miss those over the top spy movies where everything's so seriously now? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, that is awesome. And Callan's like, yeah, and they never interject any more fun in those spy thrillers. <laughs> and you, that's where you kind of felt like there was these moments of, of fun. Mm. And like I said, since, again, spoiler, Colin doesn't make it, there is that moment where it refers back to those, like Samuel Jackson is ab- abhorred by violence, by the way. But mm. yet his, major, his plot is, <laughs> and again, very Bond-esque. His plot is to give everybody a free SIM card for their phone. Mm. Free. And he hits a button, and there's a, a wave that affects the brain to heighten the primal aggressive nature and shut down the reason, which is the reason why, you know, see if you've ever seen the commercials, there's like all this fight scenes like in a church or on the beach and stuff like that. It's because the world kind of starts going crazy, mm. thanks to Valentine. So there's a moment where Valentine and... and Colin Firth are kind of face to face, and he's like, "You know how you know those those movies that you used to like? This is where you get captured, and I tell you my elaborate plot for the whole world, and then I bring you back to my over the top, you know, hideout, and put you in a position where you somehow miraculously escape while I tell you my plan." He's like, "Yeah, it ain't that kind of movie." Bang, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, that is awesome! <laughs> and of course, I'm just going, oh my god! Like, what the fuck is going to happen now? <laughs> like, and of course, it really is about the kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the kid's involved is a backstory of like in the past. But it's so good and so over the top and so fun. I was like, I-, I can see a sequel. Like, I this to me could be a new franchise of like spy movie. Wow! Because it does deal with the Kingsman, and it's nice to see like. 
it, like everybody's they're all proper and it's very very british very british i mean i would say samuel L. jackson and maybe one or two other characters are the only ones that don't speak in a british accent oh best cameo of the movie too mark hamill's in it get out and got it i saw it <laughs> yesterday <laughs> Mark Hamill play, <laughs> plays a Cambridge professor. I think it's Cambridge or some kind of professor, but he's talking in a British accent. But the British accent is he's using. I'm going to say the best way I could put it. And this for you, Batman the Animated Series fans, he kind of talks like the Joker with a British accent. <laughs> he's kind of got that growly, like who? Yes, yeah, like it's very like as soon as you start talking, I'm like. First, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, my God, it's Mark Hamill. And he, he was a little still pudgy, you know, because yeah. he had to work out for the Star Wars movies. Yeah. But he's still got the little, the, little, the little pouch, you know, like the, the I've been living comfortably off of my Star Wars cash <laughs> since day fucking one. Between Star Wars and Joker, I ain't got to fucking lift a finger at this point. I can afford to add on some pounds, you know? <laughs> Well, he owns, he owns a collectible shop. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure he's... He's rolling in it. Yeah, he, everything he does now is because he can. Yes. Not because he has, has to. to. Right. So, it, seeing him, I'm like, oh, my God, quick, like, hit my dad. I'm like, Dad, that's Mark Apple. He's like, what? And I'm like, Luke Skywalker, it's him. Of course, I'm sure the people in front of me probably was like, we know. You know? <laughs> but, of course, my dad didn't know. I was like, oh, my God, it's it. Like, seeing him and knowing that later this year he's coming out in fucking Star Wars just made me go, oh, like the little geek, the little geeky. I mean, was like, oh, it's like a warm-up to Star Wars seeing him <laughs> on the screen. Because he had the beard and everything. Yeah. I'm just going, oh, this is awesome. And he's talking like a, this British accent. I'm going, I'm buying the British accent. Is he British? No, he's not. Like, and then would, and then he has the tone in his voice. It's very when Joker was serious. Yeah. He didn't do like a lane of the laughing. He was like very menacing. He had almost like that voice. And I'm just like, so that's what Joker would sound like if he was British. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm like, I'm buying. Like from from the opening shot to the closing, I'm just going. This was a fun movie. Like I can't. It saddens me to see that not in the number one spot because a bunch of you know middle-aged housewives who think they know what romance is is going to see this movie (laughs) you know or some of those middle-aged lonely men are going oh yes spanker spanker hard (laughs) Uh, so you know and since uh erica's not here do you want to go to uh dvd releases do the releases of the week let's round out sure first hour why not all right, well, what do you got? Oh, oh, you know what? You do have a uh, an apology to make. I right, I do have an apology to make. That's is... what I was going to start off with. <laughs> hey, wait, hold on a Ed and Sean doing the apology tour. <laughs> Geekster's apology tour. I'm sorry for not getting Spider-Man's name right. And Ed's apologizing for? Birdman came out last week on DVD, and we did not announce you it. You don't say! <laughs> yes. You're kidding! No, I'm not. You know what? Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew that because I picked it up Tuesday. I was like... Wait, is it? I don't remember. Ed didn't mention it. Huh. All right, whatever. <laughs> and I also have kind of an addendment to that. Yeah. Um, you know, is that last week on the podcast when I was like, oh, you know, I have the interview come to my house because apparently it's not being sold in stores, at least by the Best Buy, you know, but I was wrong because when I went to go pick up Birdman, there was the interview. I'm going, this son of a bitch lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so definitely it was like a, oh, we got some snow on our face this week, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> or egg in her face, you know, <laughs> thrown by us by Vincent Price. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Ed. <laughs> pun intended. Oh, there's a pun? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, so yeah, so Birdman's out. I again, I would have said this last week. Uh-huh. And I think I said it when I saw it. Go see it. It's it's not like over the top action. It's very character driven. But when you watch it, you get the you get the sensation because that camera never stops moving. Mm-hmm. There's I can't tell where the cuts are in the editing process because mm-hmm. it just feels like this camera's in this nonstop flow of movement. It's beautiful. I mean, just watching it makes me go like, oh. cool. So, and tonight being the Oscars, who knows? It might win, you know, a couple. That's right. Because Michael Keaton, I think, is up for best actor. And later in the show, just before I get to the DVD releases, I know he's like going, uh, it's, it's, it's my turn now. <laughs> I, Ed has brought the... Um, Oscar ballots. The Oscar ballots. Thank you, yes. Ed. So, Ed and I are going to fill them out during break, and we're going to see next week who... There can be only one. <laughs> Who's best, better at predicting who's going to win Oscars? <laughs> so we're going to do that during the break, and then by the end of the show, we're going to read each other's choices. There you go. And make fun of each other's choices. Of course. <laughs> Translation, I'm going to make fun of his choices. <laughs> All right, but in the meantime, Ed, what is coming out this week on Blu-ray and DVD? The big, I guess the big, I don't know if it's the big one, but uh, Big Hero 6 is coming out this week on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. So okay, that um, that's is- definitely one that's going to be applied to my, uh, my uh, I'm going to say, collection. All right. I didn't see it, but I heard good things about it. And Harry, baby. <laughs> Harry, baby. My favorite part. <laughs> all right. My wife saw it. She loved it. She thought it was great. So Yeah, but she's she's all into the whole Disney thing. Yes. It's kind of like. So it's it's, it's kind of biased. Yeah. Yes. All right. What else? Horrible Bosses 2 is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. I like the first one. Never got a chance to see the second one. So uh, I, now, I, you, now you have an opportunity. I probably will. There you go. At some point. Probably when it drops down like 15 bucks, though, because I'm not in a rush to see it. <laughs> not, in, not in as much of a rush I am to see Big Hero 6 Harry mm, okay. baby okay, what else Whip Flat Whip Jeez, Whip Flash <laughs> thank you that's ha 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 savior of the universe <laughs> Whip Flash <laughs> you mean Whip Lash Whip Flash yes that's another Oscar nominated film uh, yes uh, J.K. Simmons just won I think the Golden Globe not too long ago for his portrayal in this movie Ah, so I mean it's already got a lot of buzz I saw a clip from it and I gotta be honest it looks pretty pretty decent okay. and I think Miles Teller is the kid who's gonna be Mr. Fantastic in uh, the Fantastic Four movie oh which by the way I saw the preview on the big screen by the way did you? Yeah, it makes me want to see that movie even less. All right. <laughs> I leaned over to my dad. I'm like, yeah, dad, this is the movie Ed and I are going to go see, but I'm gonna, we're going to pay buy tickets for another movie and sneak in to see this one. <laughs> He's like, really? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and the tickets we're going to buy for? 50, 50 Shades, Shades of Grey. Grey. I would rather give my money to 50 Shades of Grey than the Fantastic Four. Holy mackerel. <laughs> if 50 Shades of Grey is still playing in a theater, yeah, I'm buying 50 Shades <laughs> of Grey. You and me, I'd be like, yes, two for 50 Shades. <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. yes, I brought my, I brought my neckties. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and then sneak in and watch Fantastic Four. And then walk out going, fuck, I really rather see them. 50 Shades of Grey way. <laughs> All right. So what else is coming out? Dragonheart 3, The Sorcerer's Curse. Another direct-to-DVD. It's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this year, week. So, Who would have thought that this this movie had a... a, a, like a, a... <laughs> direct-to-DVD kind of movie? Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say like a, um, a franchise. Yeah. Because the first one was okay. I like the first one. I, 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 I saw surprised. the big screen, and I, 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 remember, I just... I mean, especially with Connery being the dragon. Sean Connery you know, yeah, is... You can't go wrong. Sometimes you have to smack a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the second one was. I don't remember. I kind of remember. I, I bought because I bought a two pack. Did it have Randy Quaid in it? No. Did it Quaid? Did it have a Quaid brother? Didn't have a Quaid in it. Yeah. Now it had the kid, one of the kids from Malcolm in the Middle, the oldest son. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Oof. It was really that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I must have passed on that one. So there you go. So there's the third one of the. So children. so who did they have to do the dragon voice for the second one? It was a dragon baby because it was an egg that oh, they find. So it was like a oh, okay. So they could have. They could, you know, um, not need Sean Connery for the right. voice. They have so somebody trying to do a fake Sean Connery accent. No, or? no, it was it was it was a young. So they did a young voice. It was like was a he British? Huge, no. Okay. So no. hey, yo, yeah, I'm the dinosaur. What? <laughs> I'm a dragon. It's me, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no. Go fly around, get everybody pregnant, yo. <laughs> me, Tracy Morgan, as a dragon. <laughs> It worked for Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Why can't it work for me? <laughs> Sorry. That was a really bad act. I know. That's the whole point. <laughs> I never said I was good at any of these things. <laughs> uh, your Mike Tyson, though, was the best <laughs> that one time. I'm going to hit you in the gut now. <laughs> I'm going to stop laughing. I still don't tell that story. No, no. All right, so, um, all right, Dragonheart 3. Yay. Woo. All right, what else? The Majestic and American Gigolo are both getting the Blu-ray treatment. Oh, yeah, the American Gigolo, the movie that almost killed, uh, what's-his-face's career? <laughs> oh, what the hell? Richard Gere's yeah, career. career. yeah. Yes, I mean, for those people who don't know, this is one of the few times in a movie where the lead actor shows his dick. Yeah. And at the time... Richard Gere was like a, a huge heartthrob, heart yeah. huge sex symbol mm-hmm. in American, uh, what do you call it, um, an officer and a gentleman, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So they give him this movie, American Gigolo, and you see full frontal nudity. The problem is, is he's an average guy. Yeah. So his penis apparently is of average size, which apparently... <laughs> destroyed a lot of... A lot of fantasies women had that yeah. kind of were like, oh, really? Yeah, and they just were like, Ugh. and it really... Almost killed his career. It wasn't until Pretty Woman did he start making a big splash again. Yeah. You know, which says, you know, hey, don't show your dick on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really, really, if you're, if you're either Liam Neeson, um, Mar- uh, Michael Fassbender, because apparently that movie Shame, Mama Lucia here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call it? I've seen uh, in, what do you call it, Wild Thing, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Again, impressive. Um, ben Affleck apparently, uh, you know, if you if you freeze frame Gone Girl, you can see his schlong, you can see his bat pole. Apparently, chicks are digging it. You know, right. Jennifer Garner is walking around going, "That's mine." What? Uh, yeah. That's right. You're welcome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so and I never saw the Majestic. Was, and to be honest, I never saw American Gigolo either. I just remember <laughs> I remember in the past hearing about it's all how, the news reports. Yeah, like yeah. how well, American Gigolo nearly killed Richard Career's career. You might say it was a actually, small part. Actually, Sean has a secret collection. Of, yeah. of penis movies. That's exactly it. No, <laughs> ever, ever since he's ever since he's. I can't think of the name of the movie now. Oh, so now you think, it's got something really funny, but he, for some reason I can't remember what it is. <laughs> no, I'm laughing too hard. No, it's too much. Oh well. Ever since I saw what. <laughs> I can't think of that movie now with uh, 
Oh God, Jesus Christ! No, no, hold on. Let's let's let's. Who's in it? Let's play this game. It's Mark Wahlberg's movie. The the when he plays the oh porn. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since he saw I'm, that I'm end a, scene, I'm a star. I'm a big bright shiny star. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay. I'm gonna say as a male, I don't expect to see penis other outside of porn. Yeah. Okay. Other than my own, you know, that's kind of like my range. If I see porn, okay, I'm gonna see a penis. When you see it in like a generic movie, what is it? No, you're confused. Oh, no, I'm not. You're like, where's he going with this? No. <laughs> okay, like I'm just listening. Go all ahead. right. Like when you watch a movie, like you know, like you have to look like, what is he talking about? <laughs> like when you see, I'll just fuck with you. No, Go like, ahead. like that moment, like where in Wild Things, like at the very end, where Kevin Bacon turns around, he's in the shower. You're like, whoa! Like yeah. it throws you off because you're not expecting that out of a lead male actor. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yes, you kind of saw it in Hollow Man. But he was invisible. Yes. So you, it's it's like this, like okay, you don't see Kevin Bacon's penis. All yeah. right. I'm not seeing shame. I mean, as much as like Michael Fassbender, I don't want to see him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Liam Neeson, I've never seen it, but everyone knows he's got a big cock. I'm yeah. trying to think of a movie that. Uh, uh, damn it! I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm it oh my god! It is in rare I'm like, form. I'm like usually like like I'm like at during the week I'm like boom 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 and like as soon as we get on air I'm like horrible with names. <laughs> He gets all nervous. <laughs> he's, he's shy. He's about as shy as Richard Gere's penis in American Gigolo. <laughs> oh, God. It was one of his last movies, too. Uh, <laughs> because the actor's dead? No, he's, he's Alzheimer's. Um, Jack Nicholson? That's the one. Okay. He was in a movie where he plays a producer, and he, I think it's as good as it gets. Oh, no, it's not about, about, about Schmidt? No, it's not about Schmidt. Oh. He goes. He goes to the summer house and <laughs> just. So whose whose penis do you see? Do you it, it's, no, it's 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 a woman's body. Oh, it's what do you call it? It's um, Kathy Bates. No, not Kathy Bates. Uh, yeah, the head. What do you call no, it? That's not it. From Misery. That's not Misery. It's about Schmidt because that's where right, well, she's topless it's, it's... and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> You know, your IMDb in it. Yeah, that's right. All right, I'll, uh, I'll continue on with the with the DVD releases. Then I got the set the screen in front of me. Well, Anarchy season seven. I was well, that was going to be my next. I okay. was going to say uh, Sons of Anarchy, the complete seventh series is coming out this week. Which for those of you who need to collect their finish up their their collection, good for you. I got the complete series, the gift set. We had season one through six in that box set, but in room for season seven. So I should be getting my season seven box set. I got it. it was a sweet deal, best deal ever on Amazon. It was a hundred dollars for this Blu-ray box set, and on top of that, you got season seven for free. Okay. So I was like, all right, you finally figured. Yes, out I did. It's, it a, it's something got to give, is what the movie is. Oh, and okay. It was Diane Keaton. You saw her nude, and I just, oh, because I I saw I, my wife wanted to go and see it. You know, oh, so you're on the film theaters, yeah, theaters. Oh, you got to see that in all its glory. Yeah, in, in a huge screen. You're like, right. oh, like I jumped. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> I did not need to see that. Her tits hit the floor. I'm like, who who shoved the slinkies <laughs> in that skin bag? <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I would never appear nude in on, for the big screen. Thank you. you know, I, I, I do consider that my gift of the world. <laughs> like, if we ever had, like, Geeksters the movie, I'd hope you and I play each other. You know, yeah. play, be, but you would never see, like, oh, here comes the infamous shower scene with Sean walking out. Like, ah! You would never see that. If we do, I would I would ask for a stunt penis. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I like, want a prosthetic. <laughs> no, not even that. I was just like, look, we got some CGI shit, right? Get Andy Circus on the phone because if we got to go, if we got to do a digital pe- a penis, I want the best digital person in the world. Put some dots on his face. <laughs> I want Liam Neeson's cock. Uh, but I'm going to have Andy Circus in a big giant green outfit pretending he's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want the penis to wink at people. <laughs> nobody could do nobody could do motion capture like Andy Circus, so get him. He's the best in the business. <laughs> he made me believe in that little bum monkey called King Kong. That that little guy Gollum, love him. <laughs> Caesar and you know Planet, all, Planet of the Apes. He's the man you come to when you want some good CGI work. <laughs> Hello, Sean. Oh my God, my piece is talking to me. Like, hey, it's, hey, everybody, it's Andy Circus. And it'll just be like his face, but the rest of his body be green, so like part of my penis. Like, hey, how you doing? So you want to be in the movie? Like, uh... So yeah, I mean, I could never, I could, I could never be like, like, hey, everybody. I would, I would have to turn into Chris Pratt. I mean, I would take my pudgy body and start lifting the fuck out like a motherfucker yeah. just so I can get like a three-pack of abs. People go <laughs> to distract from, you know, the penis. Be like, did he lose weight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I care if you have full pack. I think Speak- people want to see their penis. Speaking it. of, I, they had a trailer for Ant-Man beginning of uh, The Kingsman, right? Yeah. And there's a shirtless scene with, with uh, what's his face, Paul Rudd. Yeah. And I'm going, fucker never had six packs. Because <laughs> they had, like, because he, he's kind of hairy, but you see, you obviously see the hero six pack. Yeah. And I'm just going, that fucker was, in, that's the guy who's like, hey, you know, you're gay when, you know. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, what's happening? He's got to be a hero. He's got to have that six pack ass. It's, it's the 300 effect. That's right. <laughs> All right. So what else? My Little Pony, Friendship, Friendship is Magic, Adventures of the. Colonel mm. Mark Crusades. My little pony. A cutie Mark Crusades. Sorry. Did, you ever, did you see that video that I posted, that, that cartoon I posted on our Facebook page? No, I never looked at it. It's, okay, it's funny. I'm going to have to go bring there. Got to bring that up. Bring that up. It's by uh, Funny or Die, I think it is. People who did it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Yeah. My Little Brony, College Humor. Be our new home. I can't wait to get played with by some beautiful little girl. She'll brush our hair and we'll have tea parties and maybe my we'll even. My little pony, <laughs> my little pony. Ah. Oh no! Brony! <laughs> we didn't get a little girl at all. We got an emotionally stunted grown man. What does he want with us? We are meant for eight year old girls. Yeah, I just picked up Pinkie Pie and Twilight Sparkle to add to the collection. The collection? Run! And I know just where I'm going to put them. Put me anywhere, just not next to the flashlight. <laughs> bro hoof, I'm out. Oh, no. Ew. He's getting Cheeto dust in my mane. He smells like Ball's energy drink. <laughs> oh, you are going to be my best friend. We're going to run Quest and Skype with my internet girlfriend in Korea and listen to Skrillex. And... Okay, I was really hoping he was being ironic, but I think he's actually being sincere. I don't think I've forgotten about you, Pinkie Pie. Can pony toys get violated? In episode 7, you won 35 consecutive games of tic-tac-toe against a rarity. My face is worn down from him kissing me. And that's why you're my favorite pony. <laughs> 
I wish I could appreciate that he's not afraid to challenge gender stereotypes, but I'm too distracted by the erotic fan fiction on his computer. <laughs> oh my god, it's on! It's on! It's on! Oh, oh, my little pony! Okay, this is our chance. Let's make a run for it. We'll come back for you! Now it's time to play with my favorite toy. The most magical friendship of all. <laughs> he grabbed the fleshlight at the end there, folks. I highly recommend you going to our Geeksverse Facebook page to watch that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh, what else you got coming out there? Uh, the game is coming out. The BBC miniseries that was out the, about uh, spying in the 70s. So, Okay. All right. All right. And Dot Hack Sign, the complete series, is coming out on DVD. Ooh, all right. So, um, so it's, I actually saw this. I played the games. It was, it's based on a bunch of video games where okay. your consciousness gets downloaded into a video game. Oh, and, it's kind of like The Matrix. In a way, yeah. The Matrix meets Tron? Yeah, in a way. <laughs> okay. You know, but it's, it's not that, like, it's more of like, a, like playing World of Warcraft. And and being uh, your essence being down okay. and playing it that gotcha. way, but then the guy gets stuck in the game. Oh, so you, you can't have that, it. right? All right. So, um, I do have some honorable mentions. Yes, Fifty Two Pickup, Roy Scheider and Anne Margaret. It's kind of like an action thriller. Mm-hmm. I, I love that movie for some reason, and I I don't know why. But it's a guy who kills Jaws and a girl who I think banged Elvis. You know, <laughs> uh, she's in Viva La, Viva Las Vegas with him. Uh, let's see. I'm looking down the list and. Basic Instinct and Total Recall are getting, I guess, a repolished uh, Blu-ray edition. Yeah, well, actually, those those movies are. If you click on them, they said they're not available yet. So uh, that's why I didn't mention okay. on the on the list because right. Univ- I was going Universal Soldier, the first one. Yeah, First Blood. Yeah. Again, there's another one that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm scrolling around. Scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. Oh, Super Bowl Lego Super Sweet Two movie collection. The Lego movie and the Batman movie. Yes. Mm. Oh, look at this. Bikini Avengers. I'm in. <laughs> my little pony. My little pony. Sorry. I just passed by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is one that I, I just love the title. It's, um, where is it up here? Uh, it's called Massacre Mafia Style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, it's me, a Mario. Massacre Mafia style, eh? Yeah. All right, so um, you got any games coming out this week, Garrett? No. Really? No, not, not, huh. not, not on the list. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so. Well, what do you know? Um, okay, well. You have a review, though, right? I do have a review. Um, it's The Order 1886. Mm-hmm. It's a Sony PlayStation 4 exclusive game that should have came out day one release with the system, or at least, mm-hmm. I think, that ye- that same year. But it was pushed back. Why? I have no idea. Um I'll be honest. The game is decent, yeah, but there's not a lot there. Like apparently the the storyline it's very it's very quick. Like there's 13 chapters, I think mm-hmm. 12 or 13 chapters, and I think I'm on like chapter five. And you're supposed to, it's like set in Victorian era, but mm-hmm. they have like steampunkish kind of weapons. Like I was holding a shotgun that fired like an electrical arc because a Nikolai Tesla happens to be kind of like your Q. Oh, you know, okay. he's the one figuring out like uh, new weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. People are bitching because a lot of the story, like it's there's a it's a seamlessness between gameplay and cinematic moments, mm. and there's a couple of moments. There's like a chapter where I didn't do anything except watch a cinematic, and it's like, okay, chapter two, chapter three, 
I didn't do anything in chapter two. What the fuck? You know, so a lot of people are kind of going because it's a quick campaign, about 12, maybe 13 hours, 15, I guess, depending on how long, you know, how you take your time or not. Mm-hmm. So people are kind of bitching, like, this game we've been waiting for and this is the best you got. Some people are really loving it. I, I like it because I'm okay with a good storyline as mm-hmm. long as I get, you know, I'm a long, I'm okay with a short game as long as it's good, got a decent storyline. Right. I do feel a little kind of miffed that I did kind of want more because you're in a lot of the previews, you're fighting werewolves and vampires. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's just so far halfway to the game, I'm fighting like rebel scum. I'm going, who is this fucking Victorian Star Wars? You know? <laughs> And of course, there's going to be like a plot twist. I already, you, it kind of sets up for something happens later on. That that's something. It's it's played like a flashback almost. Like your hero is tra- is kidnapped. Not really. He's in a jail cell, mm-hmm. and he's part of the order. Be like, well, what's he doing in jail? Kind of thing. And then you find out it flashes back to I think like a week or two before. You know, mm-hmm. so you kind of work up to that moment. And where it's going to go after that, I don't know because I haven't gotten to that part in the beginning. Yeah. You know, okay. kind of thing. Um, I feel like it's a good. It's a solid game. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I, I did kind of expect more because I, I went with the whole "Hey, look, they have a." There was the standard edition, the special edition, and then the super special edition. Mm-hmm. I just went with the middle one because I couldn't get the the more expensive one because the more expensive one came with a statue of um, your hero with a a lichen a werewolf mm-hmm. in mid leap getting ready to attack him, and I was okay. like, "It looks kind of not bad, you know, for 150 bucks. Eh, I don't know if it's that great." <laughs> For the, I think the eighty dollar one was your character kind of crouched behind like a wall, like he's under fire. And I'm like, mm-hmm. eh. and it came with like a steel book, and it comes with the soundtrack and some stickers. And I'm just going, all right, you know, what? I can. It's only twenty bucks more than the actual game. Fuck it, why not? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm probably like, I, if I sit down, like I'm pro- I get a feeling I'm going to finish it this week, which is kind of sad, but also like eh, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of replayability to it because you can't skip the cutscenes. So if you go back and want to play it again, you guys sit sit through the whole cutscenes again. And I'm going to be honest, like, I figure, oh, this week I did hit another milestone. Yeah, I did. I finished Lego Batman 3, 100%ed it, got the platinum, bitch, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I I finished the storyline like a week and a half ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like you, you say that. That's like that means something. <laughs> it means something for gamers. Like hitting, getting the platinum trophy on yeah. any game is like saying, "Hey, no, you got it." I'm not saying it's right. not a bad thing. It's you're just like, like you're like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> are you farting right. again? Yes, I am. That's, uh, that's what I think of your opinion. Ed. <laughs> I fucking got another direction. So yeah, so I was like, I was all like, yeah, look at me, I fucking got a hundred percent. So then I went and I'm I'm replaying Lego Marvel superheroes because yeah. I think like, look, I I now I did it once, I can do it again. Right. Because a lot of those, they're not. It's not a hard. It's it's not hard, but it is. I feel like I'm on a like a, a streak because I platinumed Assassin's Creed Unity, then I followed it up with a platinum with Lego Batman. I'm like, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do Lego Marvels. I can get. A pl- I'm, gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna go for it. But I got sidetracked with the order, and I'm like, well. And I'm like halfway through the game going, I haven't gotten a single fucking trophy. Like, what the fuck? You mm-hmm. know? So I quick and I go and I look at the trophy thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, here you have to kill 10 lichen. Well, fuck, I've only experienced five so far. Yeah. Like, am I going to get, do I have to play this game again to get the 10? You know, or is there going to be a moment where I, I can actually like, instead of hunting humans, I'm actually hunting the werewolves. Mm-hmm. And I just got introduced to the vampires. I'm like, Will I be able to fight vampires now? Like I did, get, I started picking up some trophies mm. along the way. Like, 
hey, melee 15 people. I'm like, well, okay, that's doable because instead of O'Shea, sure, you get shot a couple times, but once you get close, you can melee him and knock him out. I'm like, mm. all right, I can do that. Bing, bang, boom. You know? Then it was like, hey, like kill like 40 people. Kill three people at once with an explosion. All right. There they are. But like those real ones, those other ones I got. But then there was like, hey, do this 100 times. I'm going, I don't think I've killed 100 people. Like, I don't even think I've seen like 50. Like, you know? I'm just kind of going, oh, this game better pick up because I'm kind of like I'm halfway through the storyline. So those, those, I better have bodies flying at me so I can start shooting them down. Yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, I like the story, so we'll see. I'll see how maybe this week I'll finish it. And just, a lot of running or just like... Not uh, even a lot of running because it's very, um, it plays a little bit like Gears of War as far as you've got to cover and shoot and then you you heal over time. With okay. this thing called Blackwater where you drink to help make you feel like you're close to death, you drink this. But it also has the ability to kind of slow down time a little bit so you can kind of do like, you drink it and you hit your... L1 button, you fall into like the Blackwater mode, and you get your six shooter, and you're like, pow, 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 pow. you're like doing a bang, 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 bang kind of thing mm. to people. Which reminded me of now, I'm thinking about like Red Dead, Red, Red Dead Revolver. Mm. You know, um, I'm like, all right, no, all right, Red Dead Redemption. I'm sorry, yeah, you know, say, uh, yeah, sorry. the sequel. It was Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, it's fun, but I don't know how much replayability it's going to have. Like once I'm done, I might just kind of go, okay, well, I did that. You know, right. uh, traded it. Yeah, I feel it's a, it's a little bit of a letdown because I'm really looking forward to that game. You're anticipating it. So yeah, much. because I mean, like I said I did. I pre-ordered it back when they were announced the PlayStation Four, which is over a year ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So just like I'm waiting for this game, and then it was pushed back, and I'm going, "Well, it's okay." Again, same theory as a movie. All right, take your time, get a good product, mm-hmm. and then when it comes out, you're going, "This is it. This is the good product." Yeah. I'm like, "Did I overhype it in my head or?" Is is it really falling short of my of what I think everybody's expectations was? Because it's a Sony exclusive, you can't get it for an Xbox One. Well, it's the same. You probably it's probably more you 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 put it more on a pedestal, and you know because you're you're probably you're thinking about it, you see videos of it, you're like this is going to be awesome, and right. then all of a sudden you get it, and you're like, yeah, it's nothing like what it was, like what you anticipated it to be, and you're like, what's the hell is this? You know. And also too, the storyline's a little <laughs> convoluted because your character is Galahad. From Knights of the Round Table. That's okay. Okay, uh, it's there's an author. There's there's it's like it's the Knights of the Round Table, except set in Victorian era, and apparently, it's the knights from Knights of the Round Table. Wow. And you're going. There's no backstory. I mean, it's, it's apparently the Blackwater is supposed to help keep them immortal, but not kind of slow down the aging process. So these are the actual Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. And you're just going. Where is that fucking storyline? Like, how did they? How did they come across Blackwater? Like, how did they? They don't give any history. So all of a sudden, you're just, you're just, you're just Galahad. You're, yeah. You're fighting, and you, you've got Blackwater to like kind of rejuvenate yeah to help you. to help rejuvenate your health. And then you hear like because they have like um they work for they work for the Queen or just outside the law mm. kind of they're like the secret organization kind of like Kingsman, which is funny because Kingsman's not a government government sanctioned kind of area. Okay. And it also go back goes back to like King Arthur times because they all have. King Arthur code names like one's Galahad, one like their their tech guys called Merlin, uh, the leaders okay. called Arthur, and I'm just like, wow, okay. And then playing the order, I'm going, oh, this feels weird because these are supposed to be the real people that have lived over hundreds over centuries, mm. but no real history other than yeah, this Blackwater helps live us longer. How the fuck do you even come across that? Like, 
It's just like, boom, here you go. And I'm just like, I kind of was hoping maybe for more, like, I kind of want the, the lore yeah. of how, like, are you planning to do a sequel where it kind of, hey, this back. game, yeah, like, okay, we're going to go do The Order 1586, you know? <laughs> when all these guys, when these ragtag group of knights got together to fight the undead, you know? <laughs> like, it's a buddy picture. Da, 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 da. Hey, it's us, The Order. Wah, wah, wah. See these comics? <laughs> the, the counting stylings of Guinevere and Sir Lancelot. <laughs> he was a comedian. <laughs> he was quick with the one-liners. Oh, my God, it's a vampire. No, she's Nosferatu. <laughs> she's Italian? <laughs> <laughs> the joke no one really knows of. Yes. <laughs> Except for those people who sold Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> She's alive? No, she's Nosferatu. She's Italian? <laughs> All right. So, All right. <laughs> hey, you got anything else there? That, is, that it. is it. All right. So, what do you say we take a break, do our Oscar picks, come back and get some nerd news in because it was a big one this week? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, hope you enjoyed that fine program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was part one. There you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you laughed as much as we did. <laughs> uh, tune in, though, for part two, where we talk Aquaman. <laughs> and other nerd news. <laughs> yeah, you can hear the Tony and Ed's voice already, like, Ugh, Aquaman. <laughs> he, he feels, well, you'll hear. Yeah. That's what I say. Like, it Get all the way, yeah. It kind of gets a little bit of a, try, a tirade there. <laughs> and I try, I, for one, try to be the voice of reason. <laughs> for Aquaman. For Aquaman. <laughs> Um, but not not in the way you think. Like, not Sean's on a pro Aquaman or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you'll 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 hear it. And then we get a little uh, other more other nerd news. And um, but so between Aquaman, we also did because tonight when we were on air, we also started the Oscars. So Ed and I talked about our Oscar picks. We went through like the you know, well, you'll hear what our Oscar picks were. So you can all jot it down. So then that later, whenever you're hearing it, you go, who was right? We'll find out. You know, the real answer next week. Yes. But, until then, you can hear like what our reasoning, what our reasonings were for picking what we picked. Yes, but so look forward to that. But in the meantime, if you haven't already, listen to us live on Sunday nights from six to about nine thirty Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. And since you're already listening to the show, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. And if you're not sure, like if, some, if one of your buddies handed you this, go, dude, you gotta listen to this. This is fucking funny. If you know where he got it from, while you're at our Facebook page, hit the about. You can see the list of where he possibly got it. Or he could have gotten it at our website, wordswithgeeks.com, or at iTunes. Just type in Geeksters. And, and you'll find us. And you'll find us. But in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's Erica with a K. And we'll see you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.